There's a little phrase that's found in 1 Corinthians, uh, actually at the end of chapter 12, and the, the phrase is uh, from Paul, and it says this, I want to show you the most excellent way. That's a great phrase. Not the good way, not a better way, not the preferred way, but I want to show you the most excellent way. Excellence a powerful word, isn't it? The whole idea of excellence means it doesn't get much better than this. And when Paul says, I want to show you an excellent way, he's talking about how we can best walk the way of Jesus, the way Jesus walks the way, especially when it has to do with our approach to ministry and our approach to caring for one another. Now, by the way, when when this came up, I don't know why I read the verse and my mind went back to something that must be 30 or 40 years in the past. There was a time where if you went into Pizza Hut and you ate in their restaurant, as you were paying and coming out, they would ask you this question, was everything excellent? Wow, that <laughs> even then that seemed like such an inappropriate question, given that this was Pizza Hut and there were, you know, paper placemats. It's pizza. And I don't think that campaign lasted too long because of all the individuals reacting the way I did to the use of the word excellent. Excellent. It just can't be thrown around like that. It means it's not going to get better than this. Well, let's set this into context as to what the Apostle Paul was talking about. In 1 Corinthians, there were some things happening that were very immature. And it wasn't just the individual behaviors of members of the Corinthian church, but also the way they were doing ministry. They were prioritizing some gifts over others. They seemed to be uh, honoring some people more than uh, other people. And that really bothered Paul. And he does this teaching in 1 Corinthians 12 about the fact that God hands out gifts and power and manifestations of his presence according to his grace and his will. And it's varied it's diverse. And then he went through this list of different giftings and how we all need to be exercising the, these gifts together in harmony. And then he comes to this. I want to show you a more excellent way. Now, when he goes into this particular teaching in 1 Corinthians 13, he's setting up two truths. And I want to talk about both of them. The first one is this, and let's not lose it. It is possible to be gifted by the Lord, to be anointed by the Lord, and to be serving in a way that is not consistent with the Lord. As a matter of fact, Paul is actually suggesting at the beginning of 1 Corinthians that God gives his gifts. He does not take them back, but he does expect that people with gifts do them in the kingdom way. And at times, he says, that just does not happen. As a matter of fact, I think if we looked even over some recent history, we would see that some very anointed and gifted people ended up using their anointing and their gifting for personal reasons seeking their own gain rather than doing it for the purpose of the kingdom of God. Now, this is the way Paul says that. He says, if I speak with tongues of men and angels, but I don't have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries 
and I have all knowledge. And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Now, this is Paul saying, you can operate gifts and they can be loud and they can be right out there where everyone can see them and they can draw a lot of attention to themselves. But if they're not operated in the way that God intended them to operate, they will not advance the kingdom. They may advance someone's personal agenda, but they will not advance the kingdom of God. Now, let me say this is very serious for me and for you because we've both been gifted by the Lord, and we want to ask the question, are we using this gift? Are we using the anointing the way God intended us to use that? Because later on in 14, he's going to say the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, which basically means we're responsible for the way we operate the spiritual gifts that God gives us. And Paul is clear in the first few verses of, of, uh, of uh, 1 Corinthians 13 that you can operate spiritual gifts in ways that, yes, they are spiritual gifts, but they are not advancing the kingdom of God. So then what Paul does is he begins to say, here's the way that gifts can be operated, this more excellent way, so that it actually does advance the kingdom of God. And and this is what he says. When we're ministering in spiritual gifts, when we have the anointing of the Lord, we need to be patient with people. That's a really important issue is that not everybody has grown to the point we may have, and we know we're not grown to the point other people have. It's a journey, and we need to be patient with people on their journey. He also says we need to be kind. That's a beautiful word, kindness. Going out of your way to honor and to respect someone else. He then says things like this. You don't do ministry by boasting and being proud pointing to yourself. And another part of that is not being willing to take some critical analysis of the way we move forward. I know we're all sensitive. I'm sensitive. But sometimes I need to hear someone say, this is the way you're coming across to me. And there's no sense of me being proud and saying, hey, who are you to talk to me given that I have these gifts and this anointing? No, I need to be humble enough to say, I need to hear you. Ministry that really blesses people, it honors other people, respects them. It never seeks personal gain. This is all right here in 1 Corinthians 13, a model of ministry that is absolutely excellent. Doesn't get angry very easily and doesn't keep a record of wrong. We used to call that gunny sacking. A gunny sack was a burlap sack and around our home when you didn't have a lot of money and you found something, you put it in the gunny sack because you may need it for later, a nail, a piece of metal, whatever it might be. Well, many people, they put the wrongs other people have done in a gunny sack and they'll pull it out when they think it's their advantage to do so. No, we don't keep a record of wrong. We rejoice when we see the truth advanced. It also says that ministry that is part of the more excellent way protects people. 
it engenders trust. It engenders hope. And it keeps on going. It doesn't give up. You see, Paul's making a very important distinction here, and that is that it's not enough to have a gift and anointing, but we also need to recognize there is an atmosphere, a quality, a characteristic of that anointing that best advances the kingdom. And the one word that he uses here for that is the word love. Love. And that's the description that I just gave you. See, Paul is saying that When we move forward to do the ministry of the Lord, where there is love, those gifts operate in such a way that the kingdom of God is advanced. I've been in settings where, and I've probably done it myself, where I took the anointing and gifts so seriously that it was a statement about me that I became boastful or proud And I've seen other people do the same, but I've come to the point to say that the anointing God gave me and the gifts that he gave me is not really a statement of God's love for me. It's a statement of God's love for the people that I have the opportunity to serve with these qualities, with the quality of patience and kindness and humility and honor. And that becomes something that's really important to me. I know there are times that We'll hear the tale of a leader and something they've done, and we ask, now, how could they do that and be serving the Lord? Well, the bottom line is God gives gifts. He gives anointing, but then he expects us to grow into them, to be mature, to operate them in the way that he intends. This is why I think it says in 1 Corinthians 14, the very first way, the very first verse, follow the way of love. It's love that's patient. It's love that's kind. And Paul is saying that in order that we can understand how important it is that we keep asking the Lord to help us embody the quality of his love, his attachment love, his self-giving, serving, blessing love. It's good that you desire gifts. It's good that you desire ministry. But what you want to do is alongside of that is you want to desire that all of that takes place in the context of God's kingdom love. That's why looking back to Philippians chapter 2 could be very important to us because we see that Jesus never did anything to advance personal gain. He didn't use his power for personal gain. He did it in order that others could be served. Now, what I really appreciate is that When Paul moves on with this letter, he doesn't say, desire this more than that. He says this, desire gifts, desire love, desire them both. Both of them are necessary for the church to advance. And we have this great opportunity because of the spiritual gifts that God has given us to move forward in this way. I get to serve with wonderful people. We have a large staff with Healing Care Ministries, and they are just the greatest. And it's really, really important to the whole organization that I understand that whatever anointing and whatever gifts God's given me, they are for him and for his people, and not a statement of my own value. And I need to remember that love 
is the river that best flows the movement of the kingdom of God. I've probably mentioned this before, but I remember hearing someone years ago say, spiritual gifts, they're like boats. Love is like a river. The river river can flow without the boats, but that boat will never flow without the river. That's just another way of saying what Paul did in 1 Corinthians 13. This whole idea that if we're going to do ministry the way God wants us to, there is an excellent way. And that's when gifts, anointing, and love are combined to his glory and to his honor. Thanks for spending this time with me. I pray that something here has touched your heart and that you can move forward with the hope of the Lord. Let me remind you that we have a lot of availabilities on the Healing Care Ministries website, also on the Healing Care Center website. You can go and find out what we're up to, where we're speaking, and a lot of new resources that are available just for you. God bless you, my friend. 